I have a grandson who thinks he's right about everything, even the things he knows nothing about. No matter what you're talking about, he typically takes the opposing opinion and he's convinced that he's right. Even if you show him he's wrong, he won't concede. He just walks away. Now, there are people out there who always are convinced that they're right. They take a stand and opinion on almost everything, and they'll ride that I'm right train to the very end of the line. And if you prove they're wrong, they'll shift the point to something else or just withdraw. So today on Quick Counsel, we're going to look at the wrong way to be right. Welcome to the Quick Counsel podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, pastoral counselor, Brett Legg. Why is it that being right is so important to some people? There can be a wide variety of reasons why people become so doggedly determined to prove they're right. Maybe they were raised up in a household where being right was highly valued. Or perhaps they saw their parents fight a lot about who was right or who was wrong. Maybe they were not believed in the past by parents or friends or co-workers. Or perhaps they were wrongly accused in the past and they've suffered great injustice. Maybe they struggled with low self-esteem and being right is a way that they can feel better about themselves. Or perhaps they have a competitive personality that just turns disagreements into competitions. Whatever the case may be, there are people out there who just have to be right about everything. Now, being right can seem like, well, it can seem like being right. But you can be right and still be wrong. In other words, you can be right in the wrong way. You can be right in the wrong way when you're condescending, or when you cut people off, or when you don't consider others' thoughts and ideas, or when you're competitive, or when you don't control your emotions, or when you feel you need to dominate a situation or a person, or when you see everything is right or wrong, no in-between, even the little things. You may be right in some situations, but if you are right in the wrong way, you will lose more than you gain. So, how can you be right the right way? I know that saying that there's a right way to be right sounds like I'm one of those people who always needs to be right. So, let's just say there's a better way to be right. And it's a way that will help both you and the other person stay connected despite your disagreements. When you feel you're right about something, there are seven things to keep in mind. First, be kind. If you're right, kindness goes a long way to softening someone up and making it easier for them to admit it. And if you're wrong, kindness makes being wrong easier to swallow. Two, be considerate. Everyone wants to feel heard, even if we're wrong. Considering the other person's point of view will do one of two things. First, It may show you that you're not as right as you thought you were. And second, it may show you how your right can be made even better by someone else's contributions. Create some space for someone else's opinions and views, even if you don't agree with them. Three, be compassionate. Just as you need to consider another person's point of view, you also need to consider their feelings. Care about what they think. Right or wrong, their views may be driven by hurts or fears or insecurities, and these call for compassion, not conquering. Four, don't be competitive. 
I know it's easy in disagreements to get sucked into that competition to see who comes out on top. But remember, if you become competitive, you will lose, even if you win. Relationships are not about competition. They're about collaboration. Five, don't be condescending. When you become condescending in words, in tone, or in attitude, you leave a lasting scar on the other person that apologies just won't erase. When you become condescending, you inflict harm on that person, and consequently it becomes harder and harder for that person to trust you. Six, control your emotions. When you're in a disagreement with someone, it can be easy to let your emotions elevate and eventually run away with you. And at that point, you elevate your volume, you use words you shouldn't use, and you take on attitudes that do more harm than good, all for the sake of winning an argument. You may win the argument, but you will lose the other person. I'm not saying your emotions are invalid or wrong, but you cannot let your emotions drive in these situations because they will drive you over a cliff. And finally, seven. When it comes to being right, you need to consider whether this particular situation is really a hill worth dying on. Now, there are some hills worth dying on. Hills like abuse, betrayal, abandonment, substance abuse, child endangerment, illegal activities, etc., etc., etc. But for most people, the fight to be right is over much smaller hills. Hills like whether someone is ignoring you, or who has the better political party, or whether a ref made the right call in a game. Not every hill is a hill worth dying on. Okay, now a final word. If people put as much time and energy into being loving and supportive as they do into being right, the issue of who's right and who's wrong wouldn't be much of an issue anymore. It's not so much about having the right opinion, it's about being the right person. And it's not always about being right. You don't have to compromise the truth, but you don't always have to be right, even when you're right. Well, whether you're a person who always likes to be right or you know a person like that, I hope this episode of Quick Counsel was helpful for you today. Check out more from me at my website, brettleg.com. That's with one T and two G's. Or follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And don't get so caught up in who's right and who's wrong that you forget to enjoy this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.